Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, more and more government departments are embracing cloud technologies. You, you see the Secretary of Defense a couple weeks ago at the House Appropriations Committee, he pointed out that DOD is going to the cloud, that they've seen what the CIA has been able to do, both from a data access and from a security point of view, and, and it's, quote, very impressive. Technology is changing very rapidly is a phrase you often hear. The reality is, is that technology in the form of the cloud is about to dramatically change if everything goes well, how many government services are delivered to citizens and how our nation is made safe. An expert here in the studio to talk about cybersecurity and this trend towards the cloud is John Wood, chairman and CEO of Telos. John, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, I know that this is something that you have been advocating for a long time. Move to the cloud. It's safer than keeping stuff on your old software and an eight-inch disk in a drawer someplace. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Back in uh, 2011, uh, my chief security officer and I co-authored an article where we said that the cloud was more secure. And we were really advocating for our federal, state, local, educational kind of customer partnership, uh, you know, that group of people to really think about the cloud as a place to go. And you know, it went over like a complete lead balloon. And it really wasn't until uh, 2014 when arguably the most security conscious organization in the world, the CIA, made the decision that they were in fact going to move to the cloud. And that really kind of made us feel like we, we had something. We had a really, a, a good, good idea that people could work with. What is it like to be an entrepreneur who sees a trend and is ahead of a trend, you know, as you were talking about the cloud and cybersecurity and securing this, did you feel like Don Quixote? <laughs> uh, sometimes you feel lonely. Uh, I think I think currently I feel very good because what you see now is that there are so many good proof points out there. You see what is called C2S, the commercial cloud services, that's the CIA's um, version of the cloud. You, you see the Secretary of Defense just l last week, a couple weeks ago, at the House Appropriations Committee, he pointed out that the DOD is going to the cloud, that <clears throat> they've seen what the CIA has been able to do, both from a data access and from a security point of view, and, and it's, quote, very impressive. So I think that acknowledgement by, if you will, a, a very large bureaucracy that the cloud is a good place to go from a security perspective and from an access to modern applications perspective, I think it's, it makes you feel good. I think a lot of people, if they're not inside the industry, the uninformed, they look at things like um, Facebook data being given to uh, Cambridge Analytica or somebody's photos being taken. And they tend to be concerned about having their data, in quote, in the cloud. But it sounds to me like, from your perspective, it's the exact opposite. We, we want our most sensitive data in the cloud. So why is that? Well, I think, I think sometimes people look at privacy and security as the same. I think in the issue of Facebook and, and the Cambridge Analytica, I think the issue is, you know, it was not very clear to people how you can turn your privacy settings off mm -hmm. so that people couldn't, you know, analyze your data. On the other hand, when you look at cloud providers from a security perspective, the reason we took the perspective that we did back in 2011 is that they have taken the steps and continue to take the steps around investing in what is the most modern and the most secure uh, technologies that are out there. And I think that is the big difference. Many of our government organizations who are our customers, you know, their issue is 80% of their information technology spend 
is around maintenance. And what that basically says is that they have a lot of old systems out there, a lot of legacy systems out there. If they can take the steps to move to the cloud, it can help those legacy systems improve their security postures. In the end, the most important thing to do is to move to a modern framework, a modern application, and I think that will also continue to make that uh, the security of the data better. The analogy that comes to my mind is if I had a gold bar, I could keep it in my house, but it'd probably be a lot better to keep it in Fort Knox, a place where there are a bunch of people with guns defending it, right? Exactly. That That's exactly the point. You know, in the case of the cloud, they have a the notion of a shared security model. And in the shared security model in its most simple form says that the the uh, the cloud providers are responsible for the security of the cloud. You, as the as the user of the cloud, are, are responsible for the security in the cloud. It would seem to me that this movement to the cloud is going to, it could have a profound change on how the government contract industry, a lot of companies work, because the billing models for doing business in the cloud, you know, you buy on a as-needed basis. It rewards innovation. It rewards scale. It, re it rewards efficiency. It, it's as far away as I can imagine from a time plus or materi materials type contracting. Do you get the sense that that this town is ready to be entrepreneurial in this way? I think so. I think the proof points are there. I think that from the executive office's perspective, when the president signed the cybersecurity executive order, he made it clear, two points were made clear in that order. One was the adoption of the NIST framework, which is a common language that security professionals can use to lock down their security environments. He also mandated cloud first, which I think is a is a is a is very positive. In addition, they signed the IT Modernization Act, which is an acknowledgement of the need to modernize. And then I think the other point to be made here is I think the Congress is ready. You know, the Congress in the early, in the old days back in 2012 instituted something called LPTA, low priced, technically acceptable. And to their credit, <clears throat> in, in both of the House side and the Senate side under the Defense Authorization Act, they were able to remove LPTA, low price, technically acceptable, as it relates to cybersecurity goods and services, for the simple reason that cybersecurity goods and services are kind of scarce resources. So the basic point I made when I testified was, if there's a hack, and it's the same hack, and one customer of mine is a commercial customer, and the other customer of mine is a government customer, my commercial customers would pay, on average, two to 300% more for the same service because they recognize the value that what we're providing. Earlier, you mentioned time material. There's nothing efficient about time material at cost plus. And I do think that there is an acknowledgement by the government about that. And so now what they're trying to do is to apply where does it make sense to do fixed price? Where does it make sense to do consumption-based models like cloud models? And I think there are enough proof points out there, like C2S as an example, where people can see it works. Do you think this region is going to? <coughs> do you think this region is going to be significantly different in how it approaches technology five, ten years from now as a result of this migration to the cloud? Uh, yes, you know uh, the old model of uh, proprietary databases, proprietary hardware, proprietary software. You know, having to deal with you know maintenance revs where you're not you're getting far behind. You know, that stuff is gone. If you're in the cloud, you'll have the most modern technology available to you. And I think, again, from a security point of view, it's all good. So my overall conclusion, John, is that this is going to be a time that's going to reward people who compete on value 
not on price. Exactly. I mean, it, it's it's the old days of best value, you know, where people can look at things like past performance. People can look at things like, you know, do we actually deliver what we say we're going to deliver? And that's how you build the, if you will, the trusted relationship with your customer. What I love about this is not only are we seeing a technological change, we're actually going to see a business model change. I'm very optimistic when I talk with you, John, and hear stories like this about the future for the region. Congratulations on your success so far. We look forward to great things in the future. I was John Wood, Chairman and CEO of Telos. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. And a special thank you to our show's sponsors. Without their help, we wouldn't be able to put What's Working in Washington on the air and share the great stories we all hear every week. Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation, their business development team can help you find the best talent and ideal location, the latest in market and business intelligence. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. JLL is the leading commercial real estate services company within the Washington, D.C. metro area, serving the technology, government contracting, and professional services industries. JLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. And TEDCO, TEDCO invests in early-stage tech and life science companies. It provides resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. TEDCO's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md.